Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode 290, entitled Using No-Code Solutions as your superpower. It was published on Thursday, the 4th of August, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and we'll get to the interview in just a few short minutes. But first, a very short amount of housekeeping. If you enjoy WP Builds, I would really appreciate it if you could go to your podcast player of choice and leave us a review. That may be Apple or Pocket Casts or Google. Be really, really helpful. It really does help promote the podcast and obviously... For me, at least, that's a really good thing. I'd really appreciate that. The other thing that you can do is go to our subscribe page, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, and sign up to our newsletter there. We'll also have details on that page of our Twitter feed and YouTube channel and various other places that you can find us. I've mentioned a few times that we're trying out a Mastodon install. It's a bit like Twitter, but it's completely federated and it's open source. You can find that at wpbuilds.social. And yes, that's a URL, wpbuilds.social. Join us. It's very quiet over there at the moment, but you never know. It seems over time that some people are getting a little bit more frustrated with the likes of social media and so on. And so this is just an open source WordPressy alternative. And the very last thing to mention is the deals page. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every single day of the week, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Head over there and find loads of coupon codes for WordPress products. That might be themes, hosting, blocks, all of that kind of stuff. wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Go and search and filter to your heart's content. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WPBuilds. That's go.me forward slash WPBuilds. And we really do thank GoDaddy Pro for helping us, really helping us, put on the WP Builds podcast each and every week. Okay, on the podcast today, we have Ritis Chevalis from Visual Composer, and we're having a talk all about WordPress page builders. Although Ritis is from Visual Composer, this conversation is about WordPress page builders in general and about whether we are proud of their use, whether we are explaining to our clients exactly how it is saving us and therefore them time, time that could be repurposed into doing other jobs, for example, SEO or page speed optimization. And if we do get into a conversation with our clients, how do we frame it? Now, a long time ago, it felt like WordPress users were just getting into page builders. There was a bit of a schism in the community about whether this was the right way to do things in WordPress. I think we can safely say the numbers now tell us that that conversation has probably 
gone the way of the dodo. Lots of people using page builders now, but are we getting that information over to our clients and making them understand the benefits to them, not only in the build process that we've got, but also how they can amend and maintain their own websites. It's a fun conversation and I hope that you enjoy it. Hello there. Welcome to the WP Builds podcast. Nice to have you with us once again. We're on an interview episode today and I am very pleased to bring to you Reitis Chevelis. How are you doing, Reitis? Hey, Nathan. It's uh, awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. Things are, are great. Yeah, you are so welcome. And what's really, really nice about this is that I actually met Reitis the other day. Typically, over the last few years, well, certainly the last three years, you know, COVID and all that, I haven't been able to say that I've met anybody. But this recording just happens to be after the WordCamp Europe. And you were there. I was there. We met. It was lovely. It was very, very cool. How was WordCamp Europe? Did you, did you have a nice time? Did you enjoy it? You know, it's uh, like for everyone uh, being there after COVID, uh, meeting everyone, people, you saw that, that people were hungry to communicate, to meet everyone. Uh, Contributors Day, the biggest Contributors Day ever. Usually it was uh, 200, maybe 300 people at WordCamp Europe uh, attending Contributors Day. And uh, but this year we hit the right record. It's it was almost 800, and that yep. that actually shows uh, that people really want to meet others. They want to do stuff together, and and that was awesome. Yeah, it was interesting because they were so surprised that that many people had shown up. Because typically you have to check a box to say that you're going to come. So they have some idea of how many people are going to show up. So they bought that much food. And they had to actually tell everybody, can you eat just a little bit less? Because there's way more of us here than we had anticipated. Yeah, it was great for the first few hours on that contributor day and for the first few hours on the on the main day, day one, which was the Friday. The first thing that came out of more or less everybody's mouths was something along the lines of, it's so nice to be back in person until everybody had got that out of their system and then normal, normal conversation resumed. Yeah, and... Uh... Yeah, you, you usually communicate with people in the COVID uh, times, let's call it that way. And uh, everyone was talking, okay, when the WordCamps are coming back, when are we going to meet? And uh, I think everyone was a little bit uh, suspicious if, if it's really going to happen. And I'm sure that plenty of people were not sure until, you know, they boarded the plane or entered the venue that okay yes it is happening and uh, yeah here we are yeah i must admit i was pretty nervous right up until the moment that um that the plane actually took off i was a bit nervous thinking oh what's going to go wrong and uh, and i was also nervous in the days running up to it that you know that i would be infection free and actually be allowed to get on the plane but thankfully me and about 3,000 other people all managed to check that box. And it was an absolutely fabulous event. And it really was a pleasure to meet so many people, uh, your good self included. We're on, the, we're on the podcast today. We're always talking about WordPress. So let's get this little bit out of the way. Rightis, just tell us what your, what your background story is with WordPress. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about the, the software that you're working on at the moment, just so that we've got some context for today's conversation. Yes, sure. So... Uh, I've been in WordPress for 10 years and uh, for me it was uh, 
WordPress and WP Bakery. This is what I discovered on the same day. Uh, it happened that uh, the wife of our CEO, Michael, was studying in the university together, together with me. And uh, I was thinking about a career switch and told her, and she just told, told me, hey, you should talk to my husband. And basically we met, we shared the, the ideas, uh, he showed me WP Bakery, he, he, he showed me WordPress itself, and uh, we just look at it, so okay, this is how I see things are developing from, from now on. And uh, this is where we came to agreement and I joined WP Bakery Page Builder. And at that time, it was the first ever commercial drag and drop uh, page builder for WordPress. And it was only backend editor there. So the first thing actually what we did, we introduced the front end editor because I remember Michael was showing me, so here are the blocks and then you click a preview button and you see how it looks. And that's, there was obvious question, why should I click preview button? Why can't I instantly see the, the site that I'm working on? And uh, we managed to create first prototype of the front-end editor in something like two months. And then, of course, continue working on that. And uh, yeah, back then it was actually known as uh, Visual Composer Page Builder. This is where we will get <laughs> to some uh, con confusing part. Then, uh, of course, it was all based on short codes. That's how things work in WordPress. And uh, when you, of course, need to make some large layout, it was plenty of shortcuts. So this is why people like page builders. And uh, yeah, shortcuts uh, slowly became thing of the past. Uh, and we thought, okay, we should go with something new. And this is where we introduced the uh, Visual Composer website builder. And uh, we were the first ones in WordPress to actually start working uh, with React. Uh, I think WordPress itself was only looking into that direction. So yes, we introduced uh, Visual Composer Website Builder on React, no shortcodes, it's components and it, it produces uh, HTML. So this, is, uh, the, this was a huge uh, shift for us a few years back. And uh, of course we, there was we, we had to do something with the naming. So instead actually like giving our new product a new name, we decided to keep it as Visual Composer and rename the old page builder into WP Bakery. And this is where the confusion started. Right. We're still fighting with the yep. confusion. Yep. Uh, but yeah, maybe, you know, it's, it's a bit too, too late to do another rebranding. So it's easier to probably constantly explain uh, everyone, uh, this uh, kind of situation, this case, but yeah, now now we are focusing on on Visual Composer, and actually, since we were the first one with the React, uh, uh, there were not that much of a documentation back then. So we are now actually redoing stuff again to 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 introduce. Uh, even uh, better solutions, React hooks, for example, it's, uh, uh, they, show, they, they look really promising. So this is something we are working on currently and the TypeScript thing. So basically the, the goal is to keep our 
tech stack at, at the top level, uh, just to make sure that performance is, is uh, there and everything works smoothly. Yeah. Because uh, people demand performance, and it's obvious. You expect things to work fast. So right, so, let, let's just re let's just rehash that confusion bit because I reckon if somebody's listening to this and they haven't been giving it their full attention, it's quite likely that they miss the piece that you've just talked about because Visual Composer was the name of the original product. You then changed the product and but continued with the name, presumably because you had some sort of brand allegiance at that point and and you know you could bring people along and they they were already customers of yours and so on. The old product, the one that people were at that time familiar with, became WP Bakery. And so there's now amongst in the world, out in the world, there's now a bit of confusion because people are associating visual composer with WP Bakery incorrectly. Yes, and, and uh, I sometimes hear that, oh, Visual Composer, it's, uh, you know, shortcode-based short product, which, which is not true. It's, uh, there, there are no shortcodes. Uh, it's, it's completely different solution. We wanted to keep Visual Composer for both brands, um, just to, you know, have Visual Composer page builder and Visual Composer website builder. Uh, Probably a bit less confusion, but the problem was with Envato. We were on Envato market uh, exclusively back then with, with WP Bakery, and uh, they even introduced new, new points in their agreement related to product families and so on, just to make sure that uh, we need to do something about the branding. Do you so, still sell over on Envato anything, or is uh, it all is it all now sold on your own, um, you know, your own store? So yeah, our main channels is of course uh, our own sites. Mm -hmm. uh, um, probably the difference is yes, for WP Bakery it's wpbakery.com. For Visual Composer it's uh, visualcomposer.com, and also uh, WordPress official plugin repository. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the huge differences is that there is a free version for Visual Composer. There is also copy available on uh, on the Code Canyon for WP Bakery. Uh, we haven't removed that yet uh, because of the reason that there are customers that are used to um, use uh, Code Canyon to purchase plugins and it's just for sake, so they don't have to, you know, search WP Bakery all over the web. <laughs> Maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Find some yeah. hacked solutions and then run into some security issues. Yeah, yeah. Do you um? You mentioned that that still is a point of confusion for your customers or anybody, in fact. Do you? And also, you mentioned that you may at some point need a rebrand. Is that is that something you would actually or have actually talked about? You know, in other words, getting rid of the Visual Composer name completely and just starting over just to get over that presumably the conversation that you have over and over again um we we go back and forth with mm. it uh, sometimes we do have an idea about rebranding and, and then we drop it because uh visual composer as as the brand it's it's there it's recognizable and uh it's just uh probably makes sense to be more and more explanatory about yep. about the differences now rather than you know introduce uh, 
another page builder that's right yeah. or website builder <laughs> the market is really saturated yeah, now then, as we know and you'd have three things to talk about well it used to be called visual composer then it then that became uh, wp bakery then we carried on with visual composer and now we've got this new name yeah yeah i can see how that would be yet another conversation to have um how's it going over there though let's talk let's just concentrate on the visual composer thing because the, the sort of the page builders that we talk about these days are less and less the sort of short codes and they're the drag and drop and the what you see is really 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 what you get kind of thing how's the um how's the product going you know have you has it been popular well received have you had some recent updates anything you want to say before we get into our main conversation um yeah from the from the feature perspective uh of course it it covers all the needs for the web creators i mean you can build uh, a layout there without using a theme actually uh, the font manager is there the responsive settings uh, uh, role manager uh, option to lock elements and and so on and uh, yeah but uh, the interesting part is uh, that we actually rely on the cloud and uh, this is where things uh, are getting interesting you can download elements and templates from the cloud so you don't receive a huge pack you don't have to install some add-ons more and more so you just download it whatever you need is it a template is it a block uh, is it an element? We also have Unsplash integration for stock images. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this actually allows to keep your site clean. So apparently the less elements you have, the less things you have to load. And you can control that. You can remove any element from your library. And then when you need that, you can easily re-download it again um, whenever you want to use it. So, so it's a bit is, like yeah. um, in, let's say, alternative, different page builders. They may all come along for the ride at the moment that you install it. You're saying it's a bit more like, I need this, I need this, I don't need this, I don't need this, I don't need this. And so they never they never get involved. They're never really touching your site. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. And plus, uh, I think that uh, most of the uh, page builders have two versions. So the free and the premium. Right. For us, it's one zip file. You install it, you activate the license, and all the premium stuff is just getting downloaded automatically. Ah, okay. And that, that's handy. So yeah. you, there is no confusion which zip should I take. You just take one zip, you activate, uh, activate the license, and voila, everything is there. So all of the bits and pieces, uh, when you first install the zip, they're they're not there you install it activate it activate the license key and then you can sort of cherry pick the bits and pieces that you want and download them at that moment exactly ah, yes that's fascinating okay and, i actually uh, hadn't made that connection and the updates that's also a good thing so you don't have to always update the plugin because uh then you have to wait while people update the plugin to receive new features and so on instead we update the extensions, the add-ons within our cloud, the elements and so on. And they just receive it. And whenever we introduce, for example, a new template or a new element, people will see that within uh, 24 hours, depending on you know the JSON update, yep. uh, 
and and that's also cool so they can get uh, things uh, on their site faster yeah that's amazing i mean do, let's sort of progress slightly and get into the main topic that we're going to talk about today because we're we're going to be talking about how well to summarize no code solutions can be kind of the competitive advantage and if we were to rewind the clock let's go let's go 10 years maybe that's not quite enough but let's go about 10 years so more or less a decade it kind of felt that these solutions weren't really weren't really there yet if you wanted to modify a wordpress website you had to understand php and the template hierarchy and how all of that works and then along came things like wp bakery and we had we had a window into what it might be like you had a you had some sort of visual scaffolding you could build a a brick wall of different components that would make up the site and you save it and go and preview it and there it is and then a little bit later along come the the what you see is truly what you get um, page builders of which will include visual composer into that amongst others and and it felt that there was a moment in time where the the community was a bit divided you know we were straying away from the wordpress way of doing it lots of people viewed it as if you're using a page builder you're kind of cheating in a way you know you're taking too many shortcuts it's not it's not the right way of doing things and so on and so forth so that's going to be the tenor of our conversation i'm guessing that you are firmly on the side of you know forget all the template files and stuff you don't need to be involved in all of that you just just get yourself a decent page builder and you're off to the races right um there are actually yes as, as you said there are mixed feelings uh people are usually afraid of something new uh, back then people were afraid of uh, having page builders some developers saw that okay they are trying to put us out of the job and uh, we know that same is now happening with AI solutions. Uh, you know, mm. there are plenty of copywriting tools uh, using AI and, and copywriters and marketing people are telling, okay, uh, robots are there to replace us. But that's not true. Uh, those things are there to help. And if you look on the page builders, you can think of them in two ways. There is no code solutions and low code. Uh, no code where actually no code is involved apparently and low code is where you mix the best part that you can get from the page builder together with your own expertise together with your own code and I'm a more of a fan of a low code uh, this is how you use the product not what the product is because uh, if we look on the agencies of web creators they have their own custom solutions uh, they use some custom CSS, custom JavaScript, and the ability to combine it with, uh, with the page builder of the website builder, this is where it really helps you because you put away, uh, you reduce time working probably on the structure, yeah. on some other minor things. Uh, this is where you use uh, website builder for that, the page builder. And for the rest, you just add your own know-how, your expertise, uh, make the design look unique and so on. So I guess people shouldn't be actually afraid. But we still see uh, the, the pattern that even now, it's, uh, we, we talked a bit that, okay, now people think of, of uh, page builders uh, differently. But according to data... Uh, I think, yes, uh, 
it was something uh, something just wait a minute i have it somewhere written down okay 47 percent of the web agencies are still not using no code or local development platforms interesting so that's 47 percent. that's almost half uh are still not really into website builders and page builders which is also a good thing. There is a market yeah, yeah, to for that. Literally about to say those words. That's great for you. You've only tapped into half of the market. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's uh, that just shows that people are still a bit suspicious and uh, like. Well, well I've, I've got a couple yeah. of points on that, and the first one would be that I wonder if the the tooling that they've got is just something that they're super quick with. You know, they've been doing it for decades. They know exactly how to deploy things. And, and actually, the the downtime for them to learn the intricacies of, let's say, Visual Composer or one of your commercial rivals is maybe just something that they just aren't willing to do at the moment. You know, what we what we know is, is our expertise, and we can do it with our eyes shut. Also, I'm guessing that they can probably do significantly more because of the way that they've built things over time. So I, I think I, I can kind of see why that is. But like I say, I think the fact that you've still got 53% of the, the agencies not wanting to go anywhere near page builders is is great because, you know, I kind of assumed the number would be higher than that by now and we'd be well into the sort of 70%. But I can I can see why they why they might be doing that. The reason, the reason I think they're so great, and you know, you know me, right? Is I've got the Page Builder Summit. I'm all over Page Builders. I really, really like them. Um, is I just see them as a total time saver, regardless of whether one's better than the other or what things one can do and another one can't do. At the end of the day, every one of them is going to save me a boatload of time. Whether that's just because it's taken care of some kind of CSS that I'd have to worry about or whether it's got templates that I can just drop in because they're good enough as a starting point. Anything which saves me time is a total win. And that's what these tools do. Exactly. And, and I totally agree with you. It's about where the tool is applicable. Uh, there are projects that you can't really use uh, page builders in like and and that's completely okay not everything can be built with page builders and there are projects that you can build completely with page builders and there are projects where you combine things and this is how you use the product not if you use it uh if you know how to use the product that what what uh, what you told before that uh, people have their you know flow and all the technologies in place then probably it's easier but it is also important to experiment with things uh, because uh, if we wouldn't, then probably a lot of solutions would be still uh, developed using jQuery. Yes. And, and, yes. and, and that's the same here. Uh, yeah. we, we have to play around, see where the tool is applicable and um, know how to use it. There is another one interesting situation uh, about the organizations that uh, it's, it's outside of um, IT, but only 12% of the organizations that purchase page builders or website builders actually use them after buying i'm talking now about businesses uh, outside wordpress not agencies and so on just uh, yeah, you know small, yeah. small and medium that decided okay i will buy website builder and i'm going to develop site using it and that's the problem that people don't know how to use it oh and, right got it yeah and they can't really find an agency because agencies are 
like half of the agencies are suspicious and uh, that's uh, that's actually where demand is also like yeah they... a really interesting point about that is if you just do it the old the old fashioned way listen to me if you do it that way the, the the way with templates and what have you in other words if you're not using a page builder there's loads of documentation around that and also you kind of find your feet with the way wordpress is doing things whereas if you're thrown straight into the page builder there's this disconnect between, okay, now why can't I edit the slug in here? Why do I have to go to some other weird looking interface with a load of boxes in it? Um, do you know what I mean? So there's this sort of disconnect between what the page builder's doing and the way that WordPress did it. And I guess if you, if you just do it the WordPress way, if you like the old way, that bit at least taught you how it was all built and how the, like I say, the template hierarchy worked and so on. Yeah. Uh... You you need to understand things and and uh, you you need to look into in, into changing your workflow or how things can be integrated in in your workflow and uh, even even now we see like people were suspicious and still sus are suspicious about the Gutenberg a lot of people prefer a classic editor because within the Gutenberg there are some windows oh and as you said I have to go in there and understand why I'm doing that here. And, and the same is for the menus now. There is a yes, new yeah, yeah. way to manage menus and oh. people are just crazy about it. Like, why? Why? The old one and how it's going to work. That's and... right. I, I must admit, I'm, I'm a bit confused by the, the new menu <laughs> system, I've got to say. <laughs> so, yes, uh, plen plenty of questions there. But uh, for, the, for the page builders, we know that the attracting the... Attracting developers, it's it's a hard thing for an agency to attract and then retain developers. And yeah. uh, what what page builders actually allowed? They allowed uh, first of all designers probably to jump into um, web development field a little bit. I'm not talking about you know very advanced solutions, but landing pages, business sites, sometimes e-commerce stores. Yep. This is what page builders can do. Yep. And also for the agencies they can hire, uh, there is this term, citizen developer. This is a person with a bit of a technical skills, enough to use a page builder, enough that, you know, understand uh, the concepts of web design, web development, but not really a techie, not really a coder. But this person can now work within an agency on an independent project and basically to deliver it. So that's that. That's a huge opportunity for agencies to look for people outside uh, developers group and yes. scale their agency. That's a good point. So the whole the whole notion of building websites was traditionally the the domain of developers, um, and you had to be a, a pretty consistent. It had to be a pretty consistent study to get to the point where you were capable of doing all the things now that the tooling page builders and so on have taken a lot of that away and stripped away that complexity and made it possible with click point drag save technologies then you suddenly open up the field to people who would never have strayed in before so like you say people with a more design 
bent, people who are more familiar with working in Photoshop a decade ago, they're now bringing their Photoshop skills, that layout, you know, they've just got that beautiful design brain that can work in that way. And they can now start to implement some of these things and the developers can worry about the more complicated stuff on the back end. That's a really good point. And I am actually the person that worked with the Photoshop a decade ago. Oh, there exactly you go. a decade. There yeah, because the <laughs> last ten years I spent in the in, in WordPress, in in page builders, website builders. Before I spent ten years in uh, agencies working as a designer. So Photoshop was my main tool, and now I'm at the, actually the perfect split where half of my career I spent at the agency and half of my career I spent working for the tools for the agencies. And uh, I, I definitely understand the pain points where develop, where designers want to develop things, but uh, just lack some deep uh, technical skills to do that. Hmm. But uh, there's also another side of the coin. Uh, when I talk to developers, they, many of them appreciate uh, page builders because uh, they don't have to think about design. Uh, if you don't have mm. design skills, you can still pick a template and we know that all major page builders have templates. So they pick a template, they build on top of that. So may maybe it's changed some things, but uh, they don't have to think about design. So they don't have this creativity probably or don't have time. Uh, so this is where it actually helps developers, not just to bring designers into the yeah. developers group. But that's a really good point. I'm thinking of when I was at school and I had to I was told by the teacher to write a story and there in front of me was a blank piece of paper. It was just totally blank and that that blank piece of paper just freaked me out. It was just ah I've got no idea. I can't begin. But then the teacher would sort of come over and say you look like you're stuck. Here's an idea. Why don't you write about this thing? And all of a sudden you're like ah okay, got it. And the story comes because you've got something to hang it on. Somebody came and gave you an idea and it's the same here. You've got some templates. They're probably not exactly what you need, but they're enough to hang your coat on and to get you started. And it may be that you want to tweak it and fiddle with it, but the beauty is it's a bit like um it's a bit like spotify with music now i have all the songs whereas when i was a child i could had the own i had only the collection small collection of songs i could afford if you go with a page builder you've got all the templates and you can throw them in have a quick look no don't like that throw them in no don't like that ah yes that's the closest i'm there now i've got a beginning and and in that way again you can just save yourself a whole bunch of time Mm, yeah, exactly. And and the point that you mentioned about uh, about the school, uh, it's just like, you know, a push uh, that yep. can help you. Uh, it's uh, actually one way of using page builders is for prototyping. Good point. Yeah. A lot of people are using that. And uh, if you, for example, if you're even pitching a potential client, uh, it brings a lot more value. Because uh, if you're competing with other agencies, they are coming with their wireframes, like static images and Good so on. Point. Yeah. <laughs> but, but here you are with actually more or less working site where your potential customer can click on the stuff, you can explain things, maybe even change things on the go. And uh, yeah, you can use that for sales. It's uh, like the impression is a lot better. So yeah. 
Yeah, so this is an interesting point, and I never really, I never really charted the development of it for me over time. But I definitely remember a decade ago, I would go into client meetings, and I had literally nothing to show them. It would be a conversation. I would talk about what was possible, and I may show them other sites that I'd build, uh, that I had built in the past. But there was no bit where I could suddenly whip out a, well, this could be your site. You know, it was just, here's a bunch of stuff I've done in the past. So that brings now the possibility to sit in front of a potential client and begin to show them how easy it is to build this stuff. And that leads to my next question. Is that where you think the future of these technologies are? In other words, rather than build it for them, it's more of a we'll build it with you approach because we would like you as the client to share what this tool can do, to learn. Maybe we'll even go as far as sitting you down and give you a demo about how, in your case, Visual Composer works. And dare I say it, you could sort of maybe leave some of the content editing to them and the page creation to them down the road. Uh, this is actually already happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, regular business use page builders to adjust their content, to manage their content, because they not always uh, ask agency you know, to, to, to do the small things, adjust image, change the color of the button, add a blog post. Right. Uh, they, they, they usually refer to agencies for a bit of more advanced custom work. But those small things, as a business, I don't want to wait for an agency to handle my request within uh, two or three days. I want to things happen instantly, and this is where tools help me. What is important is uh, how it is uh, configured. For example, uh, Element Lock that was introduced in WordPress in 6.0. Yeah. We actually have uh, Element Lock in Visual Composer uh, for a while where an admin can actually lock all the elements on the page and leave, for example, only the text block or single image open for editing. And when the customer access Visual Composer specific page, there is no option to ruin the layout. Yeah, that, yeah. That some, sometimes happened in the past with, with uh, um, clients getting their hands on the page builders and like starting, oh, getting know. all happy and just moving things around now I can I've had do those everything. conversations yeah <laughs> so yeah as as a, as a developer you kind of secure uh, your your work there uh, you still can have that site in your portfolio after a, a year or so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and and for clients it's it's easier you you enter the the page builder you just have two things to change, for example. You know how to operate with them. You can't break anything. Yep. And this this is the huge benefit uh, and where it can go. Of course, assistance. Uh, what, uh, what I love about uh, potential future for the, for the page builders is that we need to educate people on uh, other things rather than just uh, how to build a site. It's about how to maintain site. And I mean, from also the quality perspective, um, analysis of uh, SEO on the go, uh, the you know accessibility and, uh, and these kind of things. Uh, people, actually about the accessibility, people 
often think that accessibility is something for um, people with disabilities. But uh, that's, that's completely not true. Because, uh, for example, we are getting older. So our vision becomes yeah. Uh, yeah. worse. <laughs> when we work on the accessibility, we actually work for our future selves. And if, even if we you know, break the arm or something, uh, even then uh, it's, it's tough <laughs> to, to navigate across some sites and so on. So yes, uh, some, some uh, analysis and suggestions about the accessibility optimizations and so on. This is where, where uh, we see the future at Visual Composer. We actually introduced uh, what we call insights. It's uh, a panel that constantly monitors the page and gives you the information about the contrast ratio, about uh, the uh, image sizes, dimensions, uh, file sizes, uh, weight, and so on. Hmm. So actually, we try to help people uh, to optimize their site on the go. Because sometimes there is a case. People build a site with page builder, and then it's not optimized, and the page builder is slow. Hmm. and like, this is how they see that because they use the page builder. So the page builder made the site slow. And then you enter the site and you see huge images there, like one megabyte image. And there are like 10 of those or I don't know, 20. I've seen 50 gallery of 50 images and each was around one megabyte. Ouch. <laughs> and, yeah. And that person complains that, hey, my site is slow because of the page builder. Then this is, this is the, I guess, the future that uh, page builders uh, need to solve uh, we are trying to do that with with the insights yeah, it's, and artificial intelligence. It's it's really interesting because the the argument a little while ago, let's say five or six years ago, was that page builders would put people out of work. In fact, if anything, it's created just entirely new industries because, well, not industries, but kind of different hats that you may wear inside your agency. So now that there are complicated graphical designs all over the place. You know, Google have decided to step in and they've got their core web vitals, which we've now all got to be mindful of. And all of a sudden, there's like another role. There's another thing which you can explain is a requirement for your clients. So yes, you may be able to build the sites quicker. The actual pages may land quicker, but there's now a whole load of other things which you can which you can pitch yourself as an expert on. You mentioned SEO. It could be uh, speed optimization. It could be accessibility it could be i don't know your ability to connect different SaaS apps together along with the website all sorts of different possibilities so the scope of our industry is growing even if the page building bit is getting quicker and yes it, it, it it's also all about the speed as you said so the, the site yeah the page building is, is quicker so why do you actually should look into page builders is because of the speed. Mm. Uh, and I mean yeah. the speed of delivering projects. Um, the market will grow uh, in the upcoming years dramatically. Uh, Gartner predicts it's going to be just, wait, I have numbers somewhere. Um, uh, it's going probably to double, yeah, by 2026. Yep. It was uh, 7 billion in 2021. And yeah. So it's going to double soon and there is more money on the table and there are like several ways how to get it. You can raise prices, uh, you can scale your team and you can optimize your workflow. And 
if you want to get a piece of cake, you should actually think about uh, all three of those. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This is where the page builders can help. They don't have to uh, you know, change the workflow. They have to jump in the places where it can, where, where your workflow can be faster. Yeah. Yeah, that, there's there's uses for them. There's places where not to use them. But once you've got whichever page builder you're using, once it's got muscle memory with you and you know how to do things, you really you really are looking at a fraction of the time it would have taken you to do things. But not just to build it. It's the ability to, when the client comes back and says, actually, I'm not that keen on that design. Can we move that bit from there to there and make it blue? Well, typically that takes about four seconds uh, with the page builder. So just edits and things like that are so much quicker. Here's a here's an interesting thought, right? And this is about the Gutenberg thing, because I know that when Gutenberg came along in WordPress 5.0, lots of people were saying, you know what, um, this is this is not going to... Well, there were some people that were saying, in the end, this will be a, a real problem for proprietary page builders such as Visual Composer, because it's going to, you know, it's going to be a page builder. And then everybody took stock, looked at what it was capable of and said, actually, no. It, it can do barely any of the things that we need to do and any of the things that it does do are really tricky to make it do. In other words, it was hard to use. Now we're at WordPress 6.0, we've got full site editing, we've got things like you know the navigation block and the query loop block and all of these kind of things. And then you've got these projects like generate blocks and cadence and all of this, which have, have bits of page builders to make it easier, added in and templates and so on. Um, just curious about what your th thoughts are on whether or not Gutenberg is going to start gobbling the other page builders pie because now it feels so much more capable than it did three years ago. Yeah, of course, uh, Gutenberg uh, is growing in terms of features and, and as, as you said, uh, three three years ago, it was a completely different product, and now it's capable of doing uh, a lot more. And uh, of of course, uh, like it it will take part of the page builder market, but uh, it's the same as with uh, with anything in the world. Uh, there there is a choice. There there is a market, and there is a choice. And there are tools that help solve specific things and uh, preferable yeah, yeah. tools and so on. It's it's like with cars. Some do like Mercedes, uh, others uh, BMW and, and others Volvo and Toyota. And uh, it's, it's just how it is. Uh, so there are still people that prefer certain page builders and they, they use that. They follow the roadmap of the development. They know what's coming up next and... Uh, Developers of the page builder follow their clients. They see what they are demanding and, and talking to them, like constant feature requests and so on. So they are developing for a specific group of people. So that's, uh, that, that's why there is, uh, there is uh, an opportunity for, for everyone within the market. Yeah, and also, although we've had this tiny little hiccup recently where the market share... Uh, seem to stagnate period you know we'll see where that goes uh, i'm talking about the market share of wordpress 42 43% of of the web if you like that is just such a big slice of the internet and if it does carry on in its upward tra trajectory then month on month 
it, you you've got even more of the uh, the market to deal with. And so even if I don't know Gutenberg or your rivals took took a ten percent chunk out of the market, well, the market just is swelling all the time. So it's maybe not much of a concern. Yeah, exactly. But as as Matt said in his uh, talk, that uh, the the numbers are there, but they are not that precise, and they are going uh, different ways. Uh, we definitely saw the spike uh, in 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 WordPress during the COVID, but that's uh, that's probably because of the e-commerce. Uh, a lot of businesses were yeah. not prepared yeah. for for uh, COVID and lockdown, so they had to go into into e-commerce like really fast, and it was either Shopify or or WordPress, uh, and uh, apparently both both uh, are really easy to to get things online fast. Yeah. Um, just before we round off, because we've we've talked for good grief, we've talked for much longer than I had intended to keep you. I'm sorry about that. But um, let's return it to Visual Composer. Let's give you a, a last chance to plant your flag in the sand and tell us about it. Just um, just tell us a little bit about what you've got coming over the the remainder of 2022, possible roadmap items or feature requests, and then also um, tell us where we can find you. Or you might just want to drop the URL for Visual Composer, whatever, a way of finding you or, or a way of communicating with your team. But let's start with um, roadmap features, what's coming for Visual Composer in the near future. So, yes, um, from the technical side, as I already said, we are introducing TypeScript and, and working constantly on optimizations uh, to make sure that the speed is always up to date. Uh, and yeah, that's a never-ending story. Probably you you have to review, you have to update uh, frameworks constantly, and so on. So it's there. Uh, on the the next thing is of course the insights that I mentioned. Uh, it's like scenarios. We constantly add more and more scenarios for the uh, qualitative and quantitative analysis to basically help people build better sites. Uh, and for, for pros, it, it serves as a reminder. Uh, things like, hey, you forgot to add the Google Analytics code to your site uh, or mm. something like that. I heard from developers that they appreciate that. Oh, okay, yes, or one of the images is not optimized. So things, things like that really help people. And uh, the third one is the user interface. Uh, we are uh, simplifying and refactoring user interface in terms that to split it in content management, design, and advanced stuff. So again, this comes down to how agencies operate with clients that you don't probably want to give uh, too much freedom to your end customer and have a bit more control on your side. So there an, an option like uh, ability to edit just a certain parts yeah. of the element and uh, yeah, leave the design or you know uh, some custom CSS just for you, and even within your team, probably like designer could work like polishing things while you work on the structure. So uh, basically, we don't want to change uh, the workflow of the agencies. We we now looking into how to make uh, most out of the visual composer within the workflows of of the agencies of the web creators and yeah that's great and um so the second piece then if we want to reach out 
to you in particular and also just let us know what the URLs are for the for the products that you have. Uh, yes, so uh, let's start from the bottom up. Everyone knows WP Bakery, so you can always get the information about the WP Bakery on WPBakery.com. Uh, on the Visual Composer, again, it's visualcomposer.com and you can get free version of the product either on our site or straight from uh, from the WordPress plugin repository. Uh, on uh, meeting uh, me online or uh, any other team member, we do have a Facebook group for Visual Composer users, but not limited to Visual Composer users. So everyone can join, uh, everyone can get into conversations. And uh, basically, I try to be myself pretty active within the WordPress community. I love meeting people. I love talking to people, uh, getting new ideas, sharing new ideas. So uh, whatever you have any questions, uh, just uh, jump on Facebook, hit me up. Uh, and uh, I, I'm there. I can't promise 24-7, but uh, <laughs> I try to do my best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Writers, Chevalis, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Talking about page builders and Visual Composer in particular, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Nathan. It was a pleasure. And uh, yeah, finally got on your podcast. So that's awesome. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Very nice chatting to writers this week, all about WordPress page builders and how we might explain the benefits of using them to our clients, how it saves time and therefore possibly some money which can be repurposed in other ways on their WordPress website. I do like the analogy that if you went to a mechanic and you said, okay, please fix my car. And they said, yeah, we'll do that, but we're only going to use manual tools. We're going to use spanners and screwdrivers and so on. We don't use power tools here. I think you'd find that a little bit strange and maybe the same is true here. Maybe doing things in the old fashioned WordPress way has its place but for cheaper, perhaps, and more affordable quick builds, page builders seem like the obvious choice. Whatever your thoughts, if it's provoked any thoughts, head over to wpbuilds.com, search for episode number 290, and leave us a comment there. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WPBuilds. And we really, really do thank GoDaddy Pro for their support of the WPBuilds podcast. Okay, we will be back next week. We've got two things that we do typically. This is the Thursday podcast that you're listening to now. Next week, it's very likely to be a chat between David Wormsley and myself. And then on a Monday, wpbuilds.com forward slash live, 2 p.m. UK time, we have our This Week in WordPress show. It's very nice when people show up and leave comments. So if you fancy doing that, by all means, go to that URL and join us live and leave us some interesting comments. I'll be joined by probably three people from the WordPress space as we chat about the WordPress news from this week. If we don't see you for any of that, I hope that you have a pleasant week. Stay safe. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>